Welcome back to the Play and Practice podcast. In this episode, we will hear from Judy Duddy from OMA Integrated Primary School. Judy is a Foundation Sage leader and teaches P12. She's going to talk about her school's journey in developing observations for assessment and to aid in the planning cycle. Judy is really keen on playful learning and age-appropriate assessments through play. Welcome, Judy, and thank you so much for agreeing to come on and record your development journey. Hello, and thanks very much for um, this opportunity. Um, I'm not going to lie, I'm a wee bit nervous about this, but I'm delighted just to be able to have a wee chat over about, about how we are doing things in our school and not here proclaiming to be any sort of expert in, in observation and assessment but I just felt that it was important to maybe give a, a real account of of observation and the struggles and things that we have had over the years. So I work in OMA Integrated Primary School. Um, I am entering my 17th year of teaching. I can't believe I'm saying that. <laughs> ancient. Um, so those 17 years have, have all been within primary one to primary three, mostly in primary one. Since I started out in teaching, I've always had an interest in play-based learning. Um, so when I started teaching in 2004, our school was in one of the cohorts for the what was then called the Enriched Curriculum. So everything was, it was a change, time of change for the foundation stage as it became known. Play-based learning was, was coming on day four. I was actually teaching year two at the time. And so myself and, and another teacher, uh, Kathy McElwain, who teaches in Phoenix and in Cookstown now, but we were together in year two there and we were kind of, we got the revised curriculum training, um, which was excellent and really sort of ignited a spark and me um, for all things play-based and um, so that's kind of where it came from. So at that time you know we had limited resources and uh, so we were just kind of building up. We were building up our resources, building up our knowledge on this kind of new way um, even compared to the way that I had been trained in St Mary's yeah. you know. Um, mm-hmm. So it was it was all new and it was really exciting and I loved it so that's kind of where I got the bug from. Yeah. Um, so in terms of like our journey what, where it started out that's probably where it started out those years 2004 to 2007 when the enriched curriculum then became the revised the actual revised northern ireland curriculum as we now know it and it became statutory so we kind of had a bit of a head start in that and we our school was kind of growing at the time as well and our foundation stage was growing we did we'd grown um from a single intake to a double intake and i was really and have always been really lucky to work with like-minded people as well who uh, who we were all on this journey together so that's kind of where um, it came from now as far back as I can remember definitely I remember from around 2009 the, the dreaded call came and we were to be inspected and, and that was just the, the observation and assessment which is there observation and assessment in the foundation stage it's there in black and white it has to be done that's it's recommended yeah. you know but there's no um hard and fast kind of formula there's no there was no script to say well here's here's your file here's here's how you do your observations yeah you, know? you always got this kind of well you know use your own professional judgment and even when when we were inspected we didn't get a lot our inspection was good but we didn't get a lot of feedback as to how we were observing 
and if it was correct or incorrect, good, bad or indifferent, if you know what I mean. So um, that was kind of where it started. So from from as far back as there, it has been something that's been in our school development plan and it's been constantly evolving. And we yeah. have tried so many different things. So we have done photographs back in the day when you were using your digital camera and taking your memory card down and getting them printed out <laughs> and filing them you know it seems so archaic now but uh-huh. um so we were doing that and we were writing up you know and you know when you think back on that now you were taking photographs of children and then you were looking at the photograph going what are they even what was I looking at there what were they doing you know it wasn't real time made everything very difficult and then you were trying to match up observations that you'd made on post-its to photographs and you know you it was a real um it was a real web to get into. We we started uh-huh. then using the Too Simple toolkit, which kind of worked for a while. But again, what were we doing with the observations then when they were when we'd made them? We were still finding that very difficult. So where we're at now is we are and all in between all this. So we have we moved to a brand new school building. So we had a school move in the middle of all this. So we quite a state which is of, unreal. I've yeah, been, uh, having a look on your Facebook page and it's just unbelievable. It's, it's unbelievable. So and you know what? In order to even um, appreciate how good it is, you, you, you would have need to have seen where we came from. Um, oh, okay. It was absolutely just falling down around us. But as I said to you, the freedom that we had in the old school like we could just do like I remember doing the jungle one year and I had things hanging from the roof I had like sheets everywhere the kids could just we could do really what we wanted with the rooms and it was all very organic is the word I would describe it as and we um now that we're in this brand new building it's absolutely beautiful but we are restricted to what we can do in terms of it can, it can be quite clinical and we're still kind of as a foundation stage putting our stamp on it and like yeah. we, we like to be pretty free you know I think we're all you know pretty creative in the foundation stage and you love to and all that child-led stuff um where they want to do x y and z and and, and the building the building does have and I know there's people probably listening going oh that's terrible you and your brand new skill <laughs> must be awful <laughs> um but that's kind of that's kind of one of the restrictions so yeah that's where I'm getting to with this with this period of time where I don't know if anybody's been through a school move or a a new building it's all consuming the move the I was quite involved with the um planning buying equipment choosing equipment and and things like that so it, it was very it was all consuming so it's so, like admin more than your teaching practice. It was just your well, I what it was, was coming up. It was and, and even even the, the year that we moved, it was the, see even trying to move and do all that. So uh, I'm not saying we didn't observe, we did. But now that we are there and we're settled in the new school, it's kind of like last year we were like, right, we really we're settled in here now. We really need to get a handle on this and see where yeah. we're going. So we, it's not that we had never done observations. We have done them. We've done them loads of different ways. But I would say September 2019, as foundation stage leader, I sort of said, right, this is the year now where, where we're going to... your focus. This is definitely going to be our focus. Um, mm-hmm. feeding a, so my action plan, feeding from the skill development plan, was for observation and assessment. And for all those reasons that we know why observations and assessments are so important. I mean, it gives us a clear picture 
of all the children of and especially as well when it comes into our special needs and and everything else and it gives us lots and lots of evidence and a full picture of the child so I mean <laughs> everybody knows why we need to do them but it's important to suppose that we keep regular observations and written records and everything else so that's kind of where where we were where we were at I suppose the next stage is is what is what what we did then and 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 um what actually happened so uh, I should say as well that during this time we had a new principal as well who who joined our team and um, he's very interested in in foundation stage and how we do things and that was one of the things that he was keen that we get a handle on as well was the observation and assessment and very keen and supportive of 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 us going forward and um, so one of the things that I did then and prior to this I I have dipped in and out of of various um, training through the the, the integrated schools the principals integrated schools group I think it was so I think it was Oma and Cookstown were involved Ennis Gillen um, integrated uh, were involved and we had training with Joan Henderson who I would highly recommend um, if anybody um, she's on Instagram and and all those but she does a lot she's a absolutely inspirational absolutely brilliant straight talker loads and loads of good ideas uh, for play and for uh, uh, aspiring leaders and everything else so we had training with her but and it was absolutely fantastic but then in September 19 I um you know as you do had come across Claire Devlin's page on Facebook and she had advertised a Zoom class, and this was before Zoom was fashionable. <laughs> this became <laughs> before um, we got fed up. With before it. we got fed up with it, it was like, oh, we're going to, we don't have to go anywhere. So she, yeah. I, I went to my principal and said, look, I'm going to do this course with Claire Devlin on observation and assessment. He was happy days, great, go for it. And um, so myself and the nursery teacher from from my school, we we. Did it. it was a two and a half hour course one afternoon and I have to say from that course I gained a lot from those two and a half hours you know as I had said earlier um, you know nobody gives you a, an observation booklet and says look this is the way you observe in year one this is what you have to do and this is how you do it and here's the here's the material sort of thing it was kind of something you just had to work out for yourself but the way that she described it and if anybody wants it's on it's on her website format that she uses and it's there it's there to be looked at her what are the key points that she so she she gives she it's it's a it's an a4 page okay and it's like we eventually implemented Claire Devlin's training, which was observation, assessment and planning. So it was like you would choose in your list in your class. So these are your planned observations. OK, so you have your planned observations and then your spontaneous observations. And I can't remember who it was or which training I heard this, but it was like an observation of something you see a child doing that you've never seen them do before something significant okay so mm-hmm. I, I try not to get I mean I had 30 in my class last year so you can't be observing every single thing every single child does every day that's not realistic so Claire Devon broke the, the targeted observations down into like I can't remember if it was three or four children a week so you I, I just went up down my class list so week one you're observing the first three children and you make your observations on those children okay and you have this um, A4 page so it's like 
what you observed okay so that would be the observations that you have written on your post-its so you stick your post-its onto that part and you put them on each day that you observe so say you know you think back you think about september and you're looking at say you're going to observe mary and she's lifting the pencil thus grasp yeah you know you would make an observation on that stick it on mary's page when it comes to the end of the week so that's your what when it comes to the end of the week then you get out your page and then it's the the next column is entitled so what okay uh-huh. so that's like you, that's got your areas language and literacy numeracy so it's so what 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 does that observation tell you about mary you know that tells you that her so it's you've got the arts language and literacy maths pdmu physical development world around us so that observation yeah. of mary tells you that her physical development that she's still using a fist grasp that she's probably going to need so when you go into your next column which is now what what are you going to do about that what are you going to plan forward for mary um and your planner so the fact the chances are you will have things planned on for pencil grasp fine motor all the rest so it's kind of like do you understand what i'm saying she did give us a very detailed way of doing your observations now i was quite open i was quite i was like it blew my mind i was just like it was like a light bulb moment for me Mm -hmm. i was like i can do this i can manage this i have spoken i have spoken to other friends of mine especially nursery teachers who have got a real good grasp on their observations they've got it they've got a way of doing it and a friend of mine who teaches nursery, not the girl who works with me in my school, but was like, I couldn't do it like that. That's not the way I do it. Whereas um, for me, it was like, this was manageable. It made sense to me. It, made, it, 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 it works for me. So you can also then, so the next week then you observe a different three children. So mm-hmm. it means at the end of every week, you have one of these A4 pages to fill out on three children and, and, and use it to feed in do your planning if you know what I mean for the following yep. week or for the following month whatever works for you but it does give you a very clear way of of showing that you've observed you've you've analyzed the observation and you're going to use it under your planning so that's kind of your targeted observations obviously then you're going to have spontaneous significant moments with other children yeah um that you can then either add into the their you know there so you the way I have it is like I've got a, a lever arch file with file dividers with every child's name uh-huh. one of these pages so depending on the size of your class you might have one or two of these for every child for the whole year and then you can pad it out with other smaller significant posted observations you could maybe if you have photographs pack collages are another great way to kind of show that you sort of to showcase what you've done just to slot in if you wanted to even make do you know like a pack collage of one certain child you know uh-huh. of, of to, them show to show progression to show things yeah. that, that they've done um and just even jog your memory so I suppose that's that's kind of the written and I hope that makes sense but if, if anybody I mean Claire Devlin's website is is there the the resources are there um but again I don't know how much sense the resources will make if you haven't had the training yeah um I would highly recommend approaching your principal and, and, and talking about maybe getting some of that training. Um, and even um, if people don't go ahead and, and use Claire Devlin's way of doing it, or maybe they're looking at QLI, you know, um, yeah, yeah. Glenda Walsh has um, yeah. shared, 
even the way you just mentioned it's the what the so what and now what even if yeah. those three phrases stay with yeah. you whenever you're doing whatever observation whatever way you're doing it yeah that's a pretty clear way for you to think in your mind what you've seen and what it means for your yeah. planning and for the child um, and one of I the like things, the wording of it. I, it, it just made sense. It just made sense to me. And it, it, again, everybody's so different. It might just, somebody else, again, might just say, oh, no, that, that doesn't suit me. It doesn't suit my school. Mm-hmm. Um, it doesn't with, suit the kids. With your um, observations, I know we were t- you were talking there about, say, the example using the fist grasp of the, the pencil. Uh-huh. But somebody else wanted to do it and they were looking at it from the skills, so the curriculum skills. Yeah. looking at what um, the foundation ch- stage children need to be able to do. Again, you could go through and, and look for uh, the skills that match your observations, yeah, yeah. couldn't you? Definitely, and, and definitely, and I suppose that brings us on then to just when you're talking about skills. We also, at that time, began to look, because we, we had used Too Simple as a toolkit. We were mm-hmm. paying for that. The subscription ran out, and we were like, no, we're going we're gonna to try Seesaw. Um, so we signed up, that was in September 2019, signed up to Seesaw with a view to using it as an observational, not really knowing a lot about it, but knowing yep. that we could, we could, it was free, we could make observations and, and all the rest. Now, the rest, as they say, is history. And in March 2020, Seesaw became the be all and end all then, you know, with lockdown yep. and everything else. So Seesaw kind of, it kind of went from being something that we would use for observations to something that we would use to teach to homeschool yeah um so that kind of really accelerated things for us in terms of my own professional development in terms of getting really degree I don't think I would have got to grips with Seesaw the way I have if it hadn't been for lockdown yeah because you just had to there was no other way around it and so the skills that you're talking about there's a CSV file that a lot of teachers have spent a lot of time on and I'm going to hold my hands up and say I wasn't one of them, um, have spent a lot of time compiling those skills and their CSV document that you can upload under your Seesaw account. Now, as I was saying, you can make your observations on Seesaw. You can lock your observations so that it doesn't, the parent can't see the observation. You can either make it public or private from the child's journal and then you uh-huh. can tag in those skills that we're just talking about. That's really, really significant and it's going to be excellent. And that's something that I plan on having a real good, chat with everybody about when we go back and that's your, like where to next isn't that's it that's my your... that's my now what as I say that's yeah. my now what that's what's going that's what I'm so, sort of planning to do we um we had a bit of a lull in our numbers when we moved um but we're back up to a double intake this year so I have got um last year it was just me in year one and now there's another full class of 30 next door so it's going to be good to have somebody else to kind of bounce off as well and um try to get this show on the road as they say and try and marry these two things together now the the technology aspect of it which is so brilliant as I was saying at the start it's real time you're right there in the moment you can make a wee video and you can go back and and see it even if you don't you can tag in your skills straight away but even if you you can see very clearly from a wee video what you were observing you know what I mean and you can tag in that skill but one of the things that I'm kind of like concerned about and, and, and going forward is like how do we it's not quantify these observations that's the wrong word but it's like how do, how do we use them in terms of 
observational like data as data as something that the number crunchers love and up the school it's very you know you can you've got your standardized testing you've got your cat quantitative and all the mm-hmm. rest and we're kind of sitting down in the foundation stage going well we know we've tried lots of things we tried the gl baseline when the kids came in as part of that package yeah. the initial one was great that you do at the beginning the one you do at the end of p1 d- doesn't add up so uh you know, it, it just didn't tie in with the Northern Ireland curriculum. So as, as I was saying, you know, you were teaching the, the kids one way, assessing them one way, and then doing your end of year assessment on something that was completely. So it's kind things of... Things you hadn't taught them even. Or, things you hadn't taught yeah. them and in, a way, and, in a, and in a way that you hadn't taught them. So it's uh-huh. kind of like, how do we use this, these observations so they're not just sitting on your seesaw account or sitting in your labour arch file in your room yeah. to say, you know show at the end of year one look we have done a lot of ongoing assessment to these children you know they don't need to sit down and do pie and pum or pt and ptm they don't need to do that um so you know we we know a lot about these kids we don't need to sit them down um in, in a formal test environment when that's not the way we've taught them mm-hmm. and it's hard to that that's hard for principals that's hard for management to sometimes see that um and just you know to go with that because it's just that's what I would like I would love somebody to say right this is what you need to do you can work out like you know I don't know what do you work out the percentage of children who had a fist grasp at the beginning of year one now they all have I mean that's getting yeah. into a lot of you know <laughs> what I mean that's that's not feasible either but that's kind of what what I would like that and the now what of your observations you're showing that you're planning forward but how do we use them at the end of year one how Maybe do you present the yeah how do you present it? observed yeah. yeah and if i did get a, a a knock on the door from eta in november of this year how would i show the work that has gone on all this and the work that's there if it's on seesaw are people printing it out and and supplementing that you know and but i mean i just don't know i would just love to that's something that I really will need to think about and maybe yeah. if anybody wants to leave comments or something after the podcast they could enlighten me but it's really good and that's what I'm saying just on that note like the, the community that's kind of opened up through COVID and, and especially you know I follow Karen Irwin she probably doesn't even know me but um Karen Irwin is an early years teacher and she's been involved with Blend AI, Blend mm-hmm. AI, and they've been brilliant, like absolutely yeah, brilliant. I agree. Yeah. She, um, I mean, because that's all in their own time, that's teachers helping teachers. And I mean, gone are the days when, like, when, as I was saying about the enriched curriculum, like we got out for the amount of courses we were on, we were out for like three days at a time. We got literacy training, numeracy training. That's that day's gone, you know, and yeah. it, it is kind of just going to be learning from other people, learning over Zoom. And I was just looking, sorry, go ahead. No, just saying, even while you're chatting, like our schools are in a very similar position as we've tried different ways of observing. Um, I even made a template of stickers with where you would put the name. Um, what indicator you were looking for and then what you observed and try and match that up and stick it onto pages. But we're in the exact same place as you, considering using the Seesaw skills this year and having to go with them. And like, I never really thought, what would you do with that? So unless I'd have spoken to you, I'd have just been like, look at my observations, you know. Uh, so I'm the same in, or in this exact same place as you thinking, maybe we'll t- chat about this next week when we're back in school and get this started this year. 
but yeah, if somebody is listening that does know how the ETI or your principal could see that presented in a better way to show that we know the progression in our yeah. classrooms, then yeah. that's great. Otherwise, maybe it would just be a case of sharing the journal and, and sharing the progression because yeah. one thing I do know, even though it's not quantifiable um, data that I hand over, you know, um, at the end of P2 to Key Stage 1, you can chat about every child and show, yeah, you know, look how far they've come or you might not think this is this is a big deal, but for this child, this yeah. is where they were at the beginning and you can... Like, and it's we, a matter of, the, the good thing about Seesaw is as well, the, the journals, we have Seesaw Plus, we um, yeah. are skilled at buy into that, so we have that now up until December, I think, and then I think a decision is going to have to be made, but again, the skills part, we can only use that if we have Seesaw Plus, yeah. so I'll be advocating that we that we keep that up, but um, the journal, the child's journal can travel with them from nursery you know so I can go right back in the, in the child's journal right back to see you know observations that the nursery teacher made you know when I when I get that class so I suppose um it would be up to maybe even for teachers to spend time going back over and, and looking at the journal when they get a class handed to them you know as part of the handover yeah but um no so that's that's my journey and the one thing we want to do this year is just to consolidate everything with the teaching assistants in our school here. Absolutely oh, brilliant. Oh, yeah. Good idea. And again, yeah. So they can observe too? Yes. And my, my classroom assistant and all the classroom assistants in our school are brilliant. And the thing about that is and the way that those what, so what, now what, with a the file there, it's, it's self-explanatory. If somebody comes into your room, they can pick that file up and look at it and and, and see how it's done. You know, it's not, it's, it's there, it's very clear. So I suppose one of the things, and we're all up against it, is, is to have time with our assistant and especially time, to spend time. In an ideal world, wouldn't it be lovely if you, if you and your assistant could sit down like on a Friday afternoon or a Thursday afternoon? And go through all those, go through all those observations that you've made on those three children, and and look at how you're going to plan going forward. But unfortunately, schools are not in a position. I don't know many schools that are in a position, you know, to give. Everything's just so tight with money that to get that extra time with your assistant. But that would be something that I would be really advocating for as well. That to have extra time without the kids, so that you can really involve. Your teaching, your, uh, your teaching assistant. Because my, uh, my TA, she will go around with the iPad and take photographs. Yeah. When she sees somebody doing something, she's like, I'm just going to grab the iPad and she'll video that for them. And yeah. then, like you say, now with the skill, she'll be able to put that into the right place. But I might not know she's done that straight away when I'm working, especially in P12, because no, you exactly. are divided quite a bit. And it is difficult but you are right having that time together to say oh I saw this make sure you check the the journal uh, and that kind of conversation it would be yeah. good for little observation meetings and things like that to happen yeah but that's in an ideal world so good, I mean that's a good idea it's something good to pitch as well to say yeah but also for the teaching assistants to know their observations and what they think should come next is is valid and appreciate it you know of course we are yeah a team. yeah definitely and Teamwork makes the dream work. Listen, I think say? that's a good idea to, to pitch. I might go back and say, we do need a bit of time, but they will definitely need help to get to grips with what we mean by these are the skills we're looking for, these are the children we're going to yeah. focus on, and yeah. split it up like that. And if anybody is, um, I would recommend, if anybody's in that Northern Ireland Foundation stage teachers group on Facebook, um, 
if you search for seesaw skills, there's a thread that will come up. And Karen Irwin, she's really, really proactive. But there's lots of comments there about the questions people have asked about even uploading the skills. And, and then when you upload them into your seesaw account, an administrator has to do that. So you save it as a CSV. It's like an Excel. You save it on a memory pen and then you upload it into your into your seesaw into your seesaw account and it comes up. But when you get into that, then you might have to tweak about with the with the name of the skill or, or move things around even in the but if you go on that, I would recommend go on that Facebook group and search for seesaw skills and you'll um questions are already answered, kinda of, definitely because um one of the problems that I had with it, which was that whenever I tried to tag a skill, I couldn't actually see what the skill was and I was trying to write down codes and all and if you go on and look at that, you'll know what I mean. And the, a lot of the questions are answered um, in there. Oh, brilliant. That's so, a good um, And I would recommend, Karen Irwin, is a, she's an Apple educator as well. You know, and if you're on Twitter, give her a follow because her stuff is very, very good and, and lots of great ideas for ICT and um, on there. So I would have well, a follow Well, I was going to ask you, like, who's inspired you and things like that, but you've... Um... Well, she has. And, like, I've never met her or had any kind of direct, a communication with her but from what I can see she's really really hard worker she has small children of her own um and during lockdown I did um a few of those seesaw courses through blend yeah, ed I NA. yeah and I mean and there's another girl on there as well who teaches and banger I can't remember her name um, those guys are really just normal people normal teachers like us who are, have put their put themselves out there and um have really you know I would just say they've really helped me the whole seesaw thing and I find that period of of lockdown really 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 stressful I mean as trying to make videos and upload them and get to grips with this new new seesaw and whatever Mm -hmm. it was you know so um that really helped me and it was kind of like oh my goodness look there's all these other people that are in the same boat as me and yeah here's ways to make it easier so and the blended uh, people I did reach out to whenever um I started the idea for the podcast and they were so supportive and Nicole even over the summer was messaging me telling me how to edit using GarageBand and all sorts of stuff you know for yeah. me to try out so I definitely agree that they are inspiring in the way that they will help any other teacher yes definitely and I suppose the more it's like one of those things the more um the more people who do things like this, maybe the more that it'll inspire other people to do it or, or to say, oh, you know, that happened to me and I did this. Yeah. You know, so it's, it's kind of like when you used to go to a course and you would get talking to somebody. But unfortunately, it's like a tea break, isn't it? the world the world is not really like that at the minute. So the world, and everything's changing. This is going to be and that they, they do that Amplify conference as well that's coming up. So I would recommend you know there's usually really really good content there was good content in that last year as well so um so that's that's kind of my journey and as I say I am no expert or don't profess to be but that's kind of where we're at that's fantastic and it's relatable to we've all tried things gave them a go tweaked them something else has come up like it's real school life isn't it and I think your journey just shows that we all are involved in real school life and 
things come at us and priorities go up and down the list and and it could just all it could just all fold up and you could just say no do you know what we can't it's not manageable Mm -hmm. you know for one from for one reason or another but I suppose like it's like anything you just have to keep trying yeah and what works this year might not work next year and, and and all the rest so and the last question is um what would you like to listen to another theme for a podcast episode um, I know you'd like if anybody had any ideas about how to quantify that data that you have from observations. But if there's anything that you would like to hear about or something you'd like to give a try at I, well, time. I, I suppose whenever I was numeracy, we're, we also have Numicon in school that we have never oh, been yeah. trained. We've never, I've never had any formal training on Numicon. Um, and again, um, it's kind of like one of those things, practical numeracy, um, I'm using Ready Seco Maths by Eunice Putt um, for as long as since the last 17 years. That's like my Bible. Um, mm-hmm. But I suppose like numeracy is one of one of the areas where I would love to hear how other people do it, even classroom management wise and practical and and things like that. So I suppose numeracy, numicon, practical maths would be something that I because I'm not naturally um, drawn to numeracy as a subject and um. I suppose I would love a wee bit of inspiration for numeracy. Do you know what I mean? I would yeah, love, I yeah. love, I love literacy and I love doing shared reading and I love, I like, I did music. Music was my main subject. So I love all the singing and rhyme and all that. But numeracy is always something that I struggle to kind of get passionate about. So I would love somebody who has got really, is really passionate about numeracy, practical numeracy, numicon. Love to hear something about that. Brilliant. Well, thank you so much, Judy, for your time and for sharing us a real journey, what it looked like in your school, where you are and what you hope to do as soon as you get back in. Can't wait to get back. Just can't wait to get back to do it. (laughs) (laughs) So I really appreciate it. Thank you so much. No bother. For someone who was so nervous to record with us today, Judy has been able to talk through her development journey with ease and listening to her, it's a real life journey where you have ideas, you evaluate how it's going, you change it up and you have to keep moving your development forward. We're both in a similar place now that we have the CSV file that was created by wonderful teachers. We've got it uploaded onto our seesaws, ready to go at the beginning of term. And we're going to use that for our observation. Maybe you have already used this before the summer or have some experience in using it. And if you've got any tips to help us out as we start off, then pop over to the Play and Practice Instagram account and leave a comment on there. It won't just help us. It'll probably help other teachers in a similar position. And if you have an area where you've been developing in your school, just like Judy, get in touch and I will contact you back and we can record something together that will help other teachers in schools, the more that you get in touch, the more play and practice we can share. Thank you so much for listening. Bye.